With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. album right there. Classic, you never classic. got a chance to listen to that. One of those closet classics. Roberto. Yeah, we're, we're getting some like of that pretty weather over zero, here, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you, man. I, yo, I, I, I don't envy y'all, man. But like for, for like I said, like I'm used to, I've been in that type of weather, man. And um, the Floridians down here right now with the weather that we have, we're like at like 52 degrees, which like would be heaven for y'all right now. Trust me, right. man. No doubt, no, no doubt, no doubt. Salt on the wounds or anything, but like, yeah, man. This weather, this, this. Uh, you know, at first I thought you guys weren't going to get any type of winter considering how December looked, man. But wow, right, right. yeah, getting that backhand right now, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We getting that back in, man. You know, they talking um, crazy snowstorms. DC, uh, Philly, Boston, New York, Northeast is no joke, man. It's yeah, no joke out there. Yeah, no doubt, man. But um, speaking of storms, man, we had a a, a storm of some fights that took place over the weekend, and yep, yep. got some fights that's coming up this this weekend and the next, and you know, for a few weeks, uh, going out the uh the cap off the month of January. Um, news and updates. Pacquiao uh finally did his you know uh his press conference for the uh, Timothy Bradley. Bradley fight. Uh, Teddy Atlas spoke for the first time about the fight. Um, Kovalov and Pascal, it's, uh, war words that continues on. Fifty and Meat Mills. I mean, where do we begin? Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Well, where, where, that where do we from, begin? <laughs> All I'm gonna say this: I told Ronda Die and Doc and sleeping on this. You get fifty a door, you crack it open. You know, that's all you gotta do is give him a crack. And he's going to kick the door off the hinges, man. So, you know, he's relevant again, you know, basically, you know. But that's what it is on that front, man. What's good, though, my dude, man? What's January? And, uh, January, man. Yeah, man. You know, we were talking bit, last... I was going to say the big news and let you introduce that. You know, I don't know if y'all talked about it last week, the, uh, the Porter and, 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 and Thurman fight. Well, it's official now, right? I right. Mean, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I mean, we... I, it's kind of funny how everything kind of transpired where we saw back in like November that um, or let's go back to October we thought that they were going to fight in December you know and we were all like geeked up like oh all right cool cool and then you know didn't hear nothing got scrapped and then we got Quillen Jacobs you know which lasted around skip to the and then, and then we find out within that time frame that they landed the Fox deal. And I'm like, we're like, okay, that's why they're waiting. Then right. we have this weekend's fight, which we'll talk about in a few. Right, right, uh, right, right. But um, March 12th, they're going to fight. And I believe it's Fox. They said CBS or Fox. But when, Fox, I checked, yeah. uh, when I checked, I guess, the listings 
for, for what network is going to have what fight. It, Fox, I think, has the March 12th date, so it presumably I, would be that it would, you know, we're going to have the debut this weekend, and then that would be, I assume, the next fight. Uh, so it would be uh, Porter versus Thurman for the full-on WBA welterweight title because at this point uh, the WBA is going to move Thurman now to full status, um, super champion, if you will. Uh, so, you know, the fight is a bit of a big deal, you know, now, um, you know, when you look at the landscape of the welterweight division, right? Uh, even as that pertains to uh, this coming weekend, <laughs> as we'll talk about in a few. Right. And then you got Amir Khan out there who's waiting on the uh, uh, Garcia and uh, he's been mandated as the mandatory. Uh, for that fight, but we all know mandatory really means nothing in boxing anymore. You know, um, yeah. You know, you know, people vacate belts for bigger fights, step aside money, and so on and so forth. So I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into that. I know he's been mandated by the WBC. It was the WBC, right? Yeah, yeah. He's been mandated by the WBC as the mandatory for the winner. Um, you, you know. Uh, only thing way I could see if Guerrero somehow upset Danny Garcia and you know he would fight Khan in a heartbeat, but you know we all know that's not happening. But you know, right, but right. Um, <laughs> anything's possible. But so that was that, man. You know, um, what else? Uh, so you had Dad. You know, um, the war words. You know, again, I, I expressed my concerns about. Uh, Pascal fighting Kovalov, I thought the fight's kind of a joke that it's happening again, but it is happening, it is what it is. Um, you got Andre Ward out there who's just kind of still out there. You know, any news on his front of any fights? He's there in negotiations with this guy, Sullivan Barrera, who ironically is trained by Abel Sanchez. You know, they've been going back and forth. So I think... I mean, there's a time frame, I'm assuming, you know, as far as to train and everything. And I think Ward has been training, but they're saying, like, a March date. Um, for Ward's sake, man, I mean, he just has to get busy, man. I mean, I think that's been just the constant with all our shows. Um, he's okay. got to fight, man. You know, he's got to fight. You're, you're looking he's at He's coming uh, up with some memes, too, about his inactivity. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, um especially if you're looking at an inevitable fight with uh, Sergey Kovalev, who's been a busy fighter. Granted, is fighting Pascal again, who, you know, many believe, you know, is a fight that isn't really deserving so much of a rematch, but, you know, obviously because of politics. Uh, I think for Ward, man, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, something, it's something where it, he has to get back into the minds of not only us, but just a general sports fan. As far as, you know, where he comes from, as far as, like, his, you know, the lineage of him being a, an Olympian, you know, the last United States gold medalist, and, and, you know, even winning the Super Six, and it's, like, still he's not, like, in the minds of just general people when you talk about, you know, boxing to, to the everyday, you know, Joe. So, uh, now, I will say this, man, the fighting somebody like Sullivan Barrero, who, you know, people may not be very familiar with, it is a step up uh, from what right. he what has faced. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's interesting. And we all know how good Ward is. It's just, you know, we're at a point, man, where it's like, yo, you, you got to put up or shut up, man, you know. The ad, your adversary is busy, <laughs> you know, the guy you want to fight is busy, you know, fighting people, but yeah, that's kind of like what we want from him, especially if it leads into a Kovalev fight. So, I mean, I guess we'll see how that transpires and whatnot. But, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, that, that's, I mean, you know, the year's, the year's starting off, man. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's um, you know, it, you know we're, we're, we're coming off of like a crazy 2015, man. So, it's, it's good to see that, you know, things are in motion. You know, we're just... Right, I was already saying. these fights get made. Yeah, that's where, that's where I was kind of going with it. I think that motion is the key word. You know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you were around the dot touched upon it, but we said, you know, in years past, the calendar was stacked already. You know, um, 
we have fights already in the book, you know, the first two months right out to shoot. You know, this year is a little different because, like you said, there's rules in motion. You know, there's things that need to materialize. You know, you don't have the big Mayweather Chase uh, bridge out there, you know, that people are trying to get over. So now it's like, you know, fights trying to take on a, 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 an identity of their own. Um, you got the court, port, uh, Porter and Thurman fight in March, which is a good thing. And hopefully that's a trickle-down effect of some other things. You got some rematches that we didn't need to say. You got some fringe contender fights we don't need to really say, but they're there. They're on the, they're on the calendar. And you kind of probably going to have to wait until the second quarter for these bigger fights. Second quarter mean from June on, you know, um, uh, for a big fight to take place. And this might be the year, maybe the first half of the year, this may be the year of the bridge, you know, bridging to what's next. You know, you got Canalo out there, who's arguably probably the biggest star in boxing aside, you know, once Pacquiao leaves. And, you know, uh, you're under the assumptions that he's going to pretty much take a tune-up for that fight in May for Seiko de Mayo and then close it out big in September with something, you know, Triple G uh, not mentioned. So it's a lot of things that, that again, they're, they're out there, um, ideas, uh, mystical matchups, they're out there, but, you know, some other things need to materialize. Like we talked about Khan, he doesn't have a fight yet. You know, so, you know, we don't, we, you know, we're waiting on him. Broner doesn't have a fight. Uh, yeah, they're talking about the Steel Fame fight like it's going to happen, but we've heard, like, nothing official yet. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, right. kind of, like, kind of you're weird. You're talking about the, 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 you're talking about with him and Floyd fighter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fame, yeah. Action Steel Fame, right, right, right. I forgot his name, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, you start to wonder, like, was that even real? Is that a real fight, or is this one of these things that get fully fighter? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you start to wonder a little bit, like, all right, is Bruno going to fight this dude, and why is he fighting yeah. this guy? You know what I mean? Like, it's it does more justice for Ashley than it does for Bruno, you know. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But we did actually have some fights that took place, which again opens up for some other things that may take place. Excuse me, down the line. So I don't know where you want to start. You know which fights you want to recap first. Uh, I mean, we had the Showtime card, right? Um, right. Over the weekend, which uh, you know, for the, I, I don't know if anybody. I mean, it worked out for me because I don't have show. I don't have. You know, I'm not a Showtime subscriber, but they had this fight live on YouTube, which is, I guess, Showtime's is this way of new they to trigger. They had they had a free weekend, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, they have the 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 networks have like HBO, like you know, remember remember back in the day. Um, I mean, I went through this. I mean, we had cable and everything, but like you know, there were times where we didn't have HBO or Cinemax and whatnot, and they would have they'd have that free weekend where you just flip yeah. through the channels, like oh, Cinemax is on. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, yeah, no doubt. I guess yeah. like they were doing that here, but I guess for 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 people you know or the boxing fans or if what have you, you know, they had the fight live on YouTube, and I was like, wow, that's pretty smart, you know, like, that's kind of, you know, them trying to, in a sense, get with the times, <laughs> as far as, like, how, the, how people are viewing uh, media these days, so, uh, okay, yeah, man, um, I guess, you know, the, one, of the, one of the things we've been talking about with, uh, uh, especially going into this year, is now the sudden interest in the heavyweight division uh, and it's crazy that this all happened from one fight. You know, obviously right. Tyson Fury beating uh, Larry Klitschko, but you know, mm-hmm. it, there's now a separation. As we saw, really, there was two title fights <laughs> on um, the uh, you know the card of this weekend, and one of them was for the vacant IBF title that was held by uh, at one point Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, Tyson Fury beats him. And he was supposed to fight Glaskov, who obviously fought this weekend against, uh, I think it was Charles Martin. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yep. And they basically made that for the IBF title, you know. So uh, Martin had really no experience going into the fight as far as overall top level. And, you know, there were people questioning, like, why is he even being offered this? And Glaskov, you know, 
not many people know of him, but he's a ranked guy. He was a mandatory to fight, or Fury, or I guess whoever the whoever the IBF champion was, you know, after that fight. So, lo and behold, you know, the fight goes on, and um, this reminded me of the Mora fight with with Danny Jacobs, where almost the same injury, where right, Black said, right, right, right. You know, got uh, there's really not much going on in the fight. I mean, they, they, not much to gauge, but Martin's a guy that you know we haven't seen much of, you know, and obviously we got to see him in there with better, you know, top level guys. But um, right. Glasgow suffered a knee injury, uh, looked like an ACL tear, and then or, I mean, uh, I think it was an ACL tear, but. He basically, I mean, they slow mode it, and it almost looked like the injury Mora suffered, but, like, Mora broke his ankle. He basically, like, snapped his ankle, but he definitely got a knee injury. The fight had to be stopped, and, you know, he won by a technical knockout. Uh, so, you know, he's the IBM champion now, you know, uh, just like that, you know. And I, I, I don't think even last week he, he, he would have told somebody, you know, today that he's the IBF heavyweight champion of the world. But, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, did you, did you watch that fight or? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, the, pre- the the first fight. That's why I wanted you to touch upon it. I didn't get a chance okay. to check it out yet, but I heard it was you know pretty entertaining. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was um, again like Martin, Martin was a bigger guy in the fight, but again, it's, there, there wasn't much to gauge. You know, I guess we got to see what happens now as far as uh, who he fights next. But you know, it's. Uh, we got we we have three different world champions <laughs> at the heavyweight division now. So it's, it's been like two months. I mean, I mean, let me just go back, you know, back to the to the mid nineties when Tyson left. That's what it kind of. I mean, not it's not to that level. But I'm not. Please don't lose me, people out there. I'm not saying it's Lennox, Bo, um, Holyfield, but you know, there's an interest there. You know, it's. It's you got you got some characters, you got some some big punchers, not like Tyson, um, not technically skilled like those guys like Lennox Lewis and those guys, but they're entertaining and the parody of the parody is there because of the, the, the some some of the skills that's lacking between the participants that's there. It's like you don't have these world beater type of uh, heavyweights, you know, they're all kind of that's something in common, you know. Not, not one of them isn't that much greater than the other. Is basically what I'm trying to get at. But right, the interest is definitely there. Um, and you know, I guess we could segue into the to the uh, main event. That was the only. It was only one undercard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you had uh, Deontay Wilder, um, the WBC champion. Um, taking on uh, Arthur, uh, how do you say his last name? Spilka? Spilka? Spilka last yeah. name? Yeah, Spilka. Uh, Polish, uh, Polish fighter, heavyweight fighter. Um, who was a significant underdog in the fight? Nobody gave him a shot to win the fight. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> it was a it was a very entertaining fight. Now, let me. Yeah. I, this is what I said about Wilder. This is how I always felt about him. Even from the um Stavern, you know, from his big his biggest win, which was against Stavern. My, my my thing with Wilder is I think he's a he's a great athlete. I think he's he does things well, but he does a lot of things wrong. You know, one of my one of the the concerns that I have with him, especially in this division where you got heavy handed guys that you're fighting, is him backing up with his head you know, him backing up with his head up on a swivel. Um yep. He doesn't do he don't do well with crowds, you know, and you know that concerns me when you start thinking about the Tyson Furies of the world. Um, the guys he's been fighting hasn't been big punchers type of guys, you know. Um, they've been guys that's just, you know, uh, a little bit more busier than he has. Um, you know, uh, he gets into load up punch mode again. These are all things that can be detrimental when you start fighting bigger puncher guys and, you know, guys that can impose their will a little bit more. And Koka, what he did was, it was kind of almost similar to kind of the way uh, Baba Jen is kind of for Klitschko um, a few mm-hmm. fights ago. 
you know, um, he was able to, you know, uh, steal a little bit of the real, real estate away from Deontay Wilder, you know, trying to cut the ring off, um, beating him to punches. And Wilder um, held his own. He, he was, I never felt that he was going to lose the fight, again, because of all the things that I just mentioned that uh, Stoker doesn't possess. He's not a big puncher. He's not a, he's not uh, physically stronger than Deontay Wilder where he can impose his will. But he made it a competitive fight. You know, he did make it a, competi- a competitive fight. And when you're a guy like Wilder, you're fighting a guy like this. You're, now, granted, he ended up getting a knockout, obviously. But, you know, I just thought that he took some unnecessary shots in the fight. Now, granted, I mean, he's not Mayweather. Well, I get that. But I don't know. I just got some concerns. And I, and I think some of the outside ring activity t- uh, plays a part into this. Um other than the Crimson Tide, and I know they just won a national championship, and I know Roll Tide, the football program, is everything in Alabama, he might be the second biggest thing there. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, these college towns that don't have professional sport teams, the moment that something happens like this, like a guy comes along, everything goes out the window, race, everything. People gravitate to this. And I just wonder if, the dedication is there with Wilder moving forward. You know, um, I've seen it kind of happen with Jermaine Teller um, in Arkansas, and in my opinion, there's some similarities there between the two fighters. I just think Jermaine uh, Wilder may be a little bit more polished than than Jermaine, and he he, he is a he is a, a bigger punch. Well, I think you might can call him because Jermaine Teller had a pretty decent jab, and that kept him around for a while. But we all know what happened when he ran into Kelly Padley. My question to you, Roberto Flack, is Tyson Fury his Kelly Padley? I mean, I don't, I don't think he's a, the Kelly Padley in the way that he would be dominated like that. The guy who I think, in a sense, is the boogeyman of that division is Luis Ortiz. Nobody, but and nobody talks about him. But you notice how? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't get mentioned. Now, well, I will say though, I mean. This was brought up to me, too, and I kind of forgot. You know, he did get caught for the, 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 the steroid use early last year that they went Who's to appeal. Yeah, when he fought, okay. um, oh, I forgot who he fought. But, yeah, like he got fined and, and, and the whole nine. So it's like, I, it's like okay, you know, you, you, you got you to hold that, too. But I, I don't ignore the skill that he has as well as, the power that he that he obviously has on top of the size advantage, you know, like that's the thing with a heavyweight division, you know, a two hundred twenty, a two hundred fifteen twenty pound man could fight a two hundred forty pound man, you know, and that and then then you think about the night of the fight, you know, um, I think Fury presents an issue as far as um, the height, obviously the reach, and look it. it it was a problem for Klitschko, who, mind you, had always had that advantage against other fighters until he finally fought somebody his height and range where right. he couldn't do anything. And think about I'm this. wondering. Yeah. Right. And, and Tyson Fury is not a guy I would say that, like, you have to be super worried about his power, but he can – I think you say it, like – you said it about Khan, like – he can make it like a pain in the ass type of fight for you, where right, right. It, it, it's just mm-hmm. very difficult, you know. And Wilder's really not seen that, you know. So in a way, and and, and my and to, one thing I, I was talking about today, because I, I there there are people complaining about, um, you know, for people who didn't see, I'm pretty sure you saw Tyson Fury get in the ring and mouth, you know, they were mouthing off mm-hmm. and everything. I, I mean, look, right. man, like to me, that's somewhat. I, I, at least on the fan side, you know, from, from you know, from my perspective, I mean, this it, this is like nothing new, man. I mean, and, and I kind of think right. for the heavyweight division, it's something new. Yeah. You know, right. it, I mean, you remember the days of of uh, Larry Holmes and, and, and what was it? Who was it? Trevor Burbick when when right. he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, hey, and then he came running, he kicked the cop off the way and jumped off the car. I mean, that was like, <laughs> I mean, man, that was like eighty five, eighty four. I remember Hector you Camacho know? like calling out, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. Like it, this is yo, remember, on. remember the press conference when he right. threw the water all up on him? Like, yo, can you imagine that now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And they man, do it on Twitter so. now, like you know. But that's a whole nother. But I, I get your point. But back to what you were saying, 
And I talked to Sleep about this. I said, don't lose me. When I, when I say Kelly Paddock, I don't mean like, I just use, I meant that as a metaphor, as, as a metaphor, you know. Um, right, no, I feel you, I feel you. Not like he's going to not, I'm just saying, is that the guy that's going to bring you back down to earth? And I just think that, mm-hmm. what, you know, you one thing about bad habits, and you know this from watching fights, they will catch up with you eventually, just like what Jermaine told. I, you knew some of these habits, when they fought a certain style fighter, they would catch up with him. And I just think that, if he fights a guy like Tyson Fury, and I believe to a man, he know he he know he knows he's not ready. And I'm not. And people are probably like, well, who the hell? There's people probably out there listening, like, well, who's the hell is Tyson Fury? No, it's not that Tyson Fury is somebody. It's just that Styles make fights. Keep in mind that Wilder is a guy that started fighting late in his career, late in his right. life, not his career, late in his life, and he's kind of learning on the job. You see it in the ring. There's time he looks like an amateur the way he throws punches. And it's like he's just relying on just raw athleticism. And we all know no matter what sports you play, eventually you got to – it comes down to some sort of fundamentals, and the raw athleticism will get you – it will bite you in the ass. Like, it will bite you. Yep. And that going backwards, throwing punches and stuff, you find a guy that knows how to neutralize that space and crowd you, who's physically able to do it, like a Tyson Fury, like that could, and who's strong enough to crowd him and, and, and maneuver him around the ring – you know, you just wonder how it would look, you know. He's fighting smaller guys who can't impose their will, and they're having some success doing it. So you just wonder, like, you know, how would it look against a guy like Tyson Fury? But I I know just by his answer, because if you remember in that press conference, he kind of like, not that he backpedaled off, but he was like, well, you know, he has dates that he has to, to fill, and so do I, basically. So I, to me, I took that as a as a I need a couple more fights under my belt, um, you know, um, to get my feet wet before I'm ready to take on a fight like that. I don't think he's ready yet, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's ready yet. Yeah, you you kind of mentioned something I was going to mention too was the fact that his head is out there like a, on a swivel and it always is. He backs it's, it's and amazing. he backs straight up, you know, and and, and to me. I think the worst style matchup he could fight out of all those guys, because you know, there's Anthony Joshua, and there's people, there's people who think who he can go in there right now. And that's who's David A. Wild, by the way. We forgot about him. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. To me, yeah, man, it, he he just fights to the level of his competition as far as what we've seen, because it's like you know we saw him in the Stavern fight, and I picked Stavern to beat him, but it's like we uh, took. He got hit in the fight, but I mean, he, he did show up in the fight. And look, you can't, if you, you got to be wary of the guy's right hand. I mean, obviously. Now, to, to, Splitka, to Splitka's uh, credit, I mean, he did take some pretty good shots and kept coming and, and was giving Deontay Wilder a tough time, at least in the earlier part of the fight, at least before round five, um, where he was making it tough for Wilder to kind of set himself, and I think where that's where he kind of runs into trouble with bi- people who can move a little bit, and, and mind you, he's a south, and, and Splitko is a southpaw, and when we talk about Ortiz, he's a southpaw too, just a much right. bigger, mm-hmm. better skilled, heavier puncher. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, with, mind you, people may not even know this, with a longer reach than Wilder, who's known as a mm-hmm. long, lanky guy, right? Well, not in, in a fight with Ortiz. Now, he did mention something about Ortiz saying, like, he didn't respect him because he got caught cheating and the whole night. So there's that little riff there. But, you know, if, you're, if, I'm, not, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying that they're not touching him with a 10-foot pole. Not right now. Right. But no, I agree with you. The question now is they're, they're negotiating this Povetkin fight. Now, we're talking about all these scenarios, and that is not – an in my opinion, a fight to look over. Um, when, when you talk about a guy who's been in there with Klitschko uh, and, and it's been one of the top heavyweights, you know, during the last, like, five years. So, you know, can't ignore that, man. <laughs> so, I guess the moral to this story is that a lot of this, again, like how we kind of opened the show with, like, I don't think – I just want people, 
to be ready. That twenty, I, I'm, I know it's early, but I just know how boxing works. And I shout out to Bradman. We were talking on Twitter about this and how like if you go back in a day and look at the amount of fights fighters had, like in one year, it's it will blow people. You forget how many times people fought in a year, opposed to now. So. Because a lot of these fights aren't materializing, because of what I just talked about, getting people getting their feet wet, and that's not even getting into the, the politics and the, the cross promotions or the in-house promotion, I should, I should say. Yeah, I just, again, it's still early. More things need to happen. Excuse me. I just think 2016 is going to be somewhat of a kind of a transition transition year, year for boxing. Like, I just think you're going to have a lot of transition going on, and I think 2017, you might see the big, big fight. I think this is kind of a re, a rebuild year. Now, if something always can come down the pike that we don't know about or we're not foreseeing, that I'm not foreseeing, hey, Canalo could fight Triple G in September. Now, if that takes place out of the woodwork, which I don't see happening, but you just never know. Ward may fight somebody. Maybe Triple G just gets fed up and Ward don't have anywhere else to go, and they meet at a catch week. You know, I mean, it's too early to tell, but everything is so calculated right now with the sport that you can kind of almost predict how it's going to go. I mean, seriously, it's so calculated. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's a transition year in the sense of one thing that I think for the first time in, man, be close to 10 years, right? Or no maybe time, eight or nine years fight. where where neither Manny or Floyd are going to be right. the dominant big fight this year, you know. So I mean, and that's I why I that think we're in transition, and, and, and yeah, and, and mainly because of what you just said, because you got to factor that in. And I know people don't like Floyd. I know people don't like Pacquiao, but you cannot deny the fact that the whole world, kind of, I hope the whole boxing world, uh, kind of revolved around those two fighters. So you kind of got to peel it back and restart it again. I mean, I know people don't want, but these are the facts, and this, and this is the reality of everything. I just think that this is kind of a transitional year where somebody kind of make a name for themselves. Um, um, you're probably going to have some retread fights. You always you're already hearing the rumblings out yep. there. And shout out to Roberto who was on this first. You know, you're talking about Cotto and Marquez. When you start hearing stuff like that, then you know we're in retread transitional mode. Where you're going to start seeing big name guys just fight each other just off a name for off namesake, and really the biggest fight in Boston is Canelo versus Triple G. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, but it can afford. I mean, listen, we waited how many years we waited for Pacquiao Mayweather. Like drama yeah. builds and unfold, and if your schedule, if your predictive schedule, the way you think things are going to play out with Canelo maybe taking on Gabriel Rosado in May and maybe take a somewhat dangerous fight in September, and then he fights Triple G May 2017, what kind of makes sense if you think about it, because by then, I know people don't want to hear it, but Canalo builds himself as a mega superstar. Triple G is tired of waiting around, so he's all right, the hell with it, let's fight at the catchweight, and then there's a huge fight in September. I mean, excuse me, May of 2017. So, you know, um, again, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope I would like to see him fight at the end of this year. But I just know how boxing works. And if, go out there and read De La Hoya's article about building the fight. There are no rush. You know, this is De La Hoya's words in his article. So when I read that article, him saying it, I said they're not even thinking about fighting him until 2017. And it's funny because if you if anybody's seen his um, his Hall of Fame speech, and this is during the time when his whole roster got eradicated by Al Heyman, <laughs> and you know he was on this tip, like I mean it's on YouTube. You could go on YouTube yeah. and watch it. He's like, I'm going to be the promoter that's going to bring back boxing, and and we got to stop all this monopoly in boxing, and da da da, and I'm going to make the fights. He's and, doing the same and lo and behold. Yeah. You know, now we're here in 2016, and he is in a predicament where um, not even the PBC brand can say this because they don't even have um, any that guy. pay-per-view that fights. Guy. And, and, right. That guy. Right. Yeah, and, that guy. And, yeah. 
And yeah, you know, so the thing, the reason I'm still 50-50 that I, that's going to happen is because the thing, the thing about both Canelo and Triple G, that, that the one thing they have in common is that HBO is backing them. And I think they're looking, and we got to see with this whole situation with this, with the uh, Peter Nelson, the 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 new HBO exec, uh, you know, the head of uh, HBO. What's his deal? Like, is he one of the? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if he's going to be a just destroy the destroy the franchise. Is he going to destroy the? Right. Is he going to just you know? So, uh, so yeah, no, you're right. That's 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 that. I, I forgot about that factor. You know, it's. Yeah, I mean, we don't know, man. I mean, it's. I think. Oh, wow, I think. Man. This yeah, sucks I mean, being I a think, boxer, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think for for the most part, the the, the sticking issue, like, can, there was an article that where Canelo and team were like, they're still sticking to the 155. I was going to say that, right? I was trying yeah, to find you know, so the article. That's where my other side says, uh, you know. But for Canelo, I will say this, okay, and I'll and and I'll say this in relation to the fact that he's now at the helm of being this quote unquote superstar on pay per view. I'm telling you this right now. He is not going to hold the weight of a prime Pacquiao or Mayweather, and the reason I say that is he hasn't. Captured the man. I mean, and, and this is this is cliche to say, but yeah. Canelo hasn't captured the imagination of the public like Mayweather and Pacquiao individually did in different fashions. You know, Floyd was this boastful fighter who would t- you know talk you know part of my French, but talk a lot of shit. Right. He would bring the public in. He would bring the pundits in, and you had an arena. You had a pay per view to sell. Boom, he was on and running. Pacquiao was just this little guy that was went up in weight and was just knocking these dudes down, and he had this like you know rags to riches story that everybody loves that you you, you know you can relate whatever, and he was off and running. Canelo, he doesn't have that yet, you know, and that's the thing where where they're trying to set up fights for him. I don't think he could hold his weight like. Let's let's just say him and Gabe is the pay per view. I don't think that fight does well on pay per view, honestly. Like when you think of what what he has to follow, right? Then when you look into September and you look at like what he has available. Now, did you read the article where he's talking about fights with Pacquiao and fights with Bradley? And then I'm like, oh man, that that's yeah. my other fifty percent side saying like they're not gonna venture into that realm yet. But then, you know, you look at the WBC, are they going to strip him of the title? Is he going to say whatever? I don't know, man. It, it's, 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 it's the sport we endure. Yeah, and let me get back. You brought up a good point about the Alvarez fight, about him being a mega uh, superstar. And if, if Julio Cesar Chavez fought today, right, in, 20, in this modern-day time, he would be yeah. like a god right now, right? You know, yeah. uh, for a few reasons. Because here's the thing about Chavez, what people don't realize. Chavez fought all types of styles. You know, he didn't fight just one style of fighter. You know, he didn't fight people, you know, at catch weight. He fought guys at their traditional weight. He fought all types of fighters. Now, granted, everybody know what happened in the Sweet Pea fight. But Sweet Pea fighter thought, you know, he fought some, some big-name guys and did really well against them. And this was pre-social media, pre-big-time pay-per-view fight. So he did, he, he gained the notoriety because he destroyed people, basically. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's like, it's either one or the other in boxing. Either you're like this phenom boxer I mean, like, people are just like, wow, like, how they are with Mayweather, like, this savant, this boxing savant. Or the Pacquiao style where this little buzzsaw. Remember, what got Pacquiao famous, it was, you know, uh, 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 again, him being small, moving up. But he was destroying people. Like, he was, like, it was violent, you know, the way he was beating people up. It wasn't like he was barely getting by type of fights. 
with Alvarez, even though I thought he convincingly beat Cotto, uh, you know, but it, to me it just seemed like it's always something there. It's never like a dominant performance. Like we're you hit it right on the head. That's how I was say that. just, you, right. And I know people probably out there think we're nitpicking, but to be a superstar, it has to be like you said. It has to be A or B. And it, even with the with the talking trash and the the braggadocious that you know the, the character that Floyd created, even if he created that character, if he couldn't fight, nobody would play it. Nobody would watch it. Like, it still wouldn't be right. a thing that you would be in awe about. Like, all right, he talks trash, but he, like, bro, look at Barbara talks trash, but he can't, it, the skill set doesn't match the trash talking. Where Floyd, he talks it and backs it up, so it makes it unique. Pacquiao, people forget. And that's why it's, 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 his, his buys dropped off. If Pacquiao was still doing what he did to the cold old, to what he had, and Margarito, if he was still doing that to people, his pay-per-view buys would still be in the millions. Yep, yep, I agree. But people know, and the reason why I'm a, a little apprehensive about picking him against Bradley because I just don't think he, he has it in him anymore. And I think Bradley's hungry and, he mo- and he's motivated with his new trainer. But that's a whole other subject. But back to Canalo, I just think that even if you know Mexican, I've always been very adamant about this. I just think that when it comes to boxing, well, sports in general, they have a very, very loyal fan base. You know, the Mexican fan base are very loyal to their I think even some of them are a little unsure about who exactly – they're nervous about him. They're nervous. Where when Chavez fought, they knew he was going to, he was going to kill somebody in the ring. And he was like a guy in Mexico and still is to this day. Tito, Trinidad. You know, when he got in the ring, the reason why Trinidad – and Trinidad couldn't speak a lick of English. So that guy had nothing to do with it. But he was a mega beloved by all people because he was a destroyer in that ring. Other than the Bernard fight and the Oscar fight, there was no doubt what was happening when Trinidad got in the ring. So I just think there's an identity thing there. Now, all this can be nullified and fixed if he beats the boogeyman. Because, you know, it's fights like that. Even though Triple G is not that big, it's weird how stuff works because although Triple G didn't sell out a lot of fights, you and I both know if Canelo beats him, you know, people will be like, it'll be all over ESPN, and people will be like, you know, this guy here, man, you know, this is a guy that nobody wanted to fight. He fought him and beat him, you know, and it's like, then I think things can change at that point for him. You know, how much, I don't know, but I think, you know, it will open up some. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the state, it's the state of, the, uh, of boxing these days because, it's funny. I saw that that tweet that you posted about, um, you know, the comparison of like if Leonard and and, and Hearns fought today, they you know the fans would want them to wait till they're forty and yeah, and and, and, and you and you look at the, the and you look at the interview that that Angel Garcia had. Um, I don't know if you caught it where he was talking about how Porter and Thurman should wait to fight Why? and they should. He Why? literally. He basically literally flat out said that he should fight. They should fight Rod Salkas and make that money. And then you know the people interviewing him were like, "Yeah, but like, isn't that defeating the purpose? Like, of like seeing who's the best? I mean, that's kind of the point of the sport. You know, I mean, that's the that's the thing where, where, where I think there, you hit a roadblock in in boxing today is that the incentive is kind of gone when it's when you talk about money because everybody fighters are getting. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They, well, yeah. right. They're trying to follow that lead, but but it's and, the and, wrong and, and, way to go. But right, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's now. Now, some of us could say, you know, oh, you know, that's the old school way of thinking. But look, you're you're defeating the purpose of why the sport was so popular at one point. And I mean, if you want the sport to flourish, this is not the way to go about it because the incentive back in the Floyd, day, and Floyd earned that kind of earned Floyd fought people when he was in his twenties. He did. That's he the thing that yeah. gets lost in all this. Absolutely. He's I mean, look, man. And when you talk about dominating, I mean, look, he dominated Diego Corrales at a time when people going into that fight thought Corrales was going to be too big and too strong for him, you know, and in his prime. You know, and you could argue that. Go ahead. What you were saying? No, 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 go ahead. No, no that, that was pretty No, what much I was going to say was that. Do people realize that when De La Hoya for Trinidad, they was both like 25 years old? Yeah. 
25 years old. I mean, it's yep. like, it's, what are we waiting for here? Like, like the, the years go by, the sport continues, you know, the sport suffers, it takes hit. And the reason why, because they're, they're unbalanced matchups. Even if they're on free television, nobody, just like the Guerrero-Garcia uh, fight. I mean, let's keep it. Let's keep it a hundred. Do anybody really think that Guerrero got a shot to be? This is this is. And I, you listen, Danny. He's from here, and I want to see him do well. But this is like hand-picked top out of. I mean, Guerrero's coming off like a brutal year last year. He had a rough year in twenty fifteen. You know, and and, yeah. and this is the first guy Danny's fight. Like, come on, man! Like, you know, it's like. And yeah, I, man, I read an article about him, you know, being smart and fans want instant results. I don't think that fans want instant results. I think that fans want you to actually fight somebody relevant because you haven't done that since you fought Lucas Matisse in 2012, which was three years, almost four years ago now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like it, he was on, yeah, it was in the undercard of. Um, well, it was 2013. I mean, it's still two years. Okay, like, three years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going. Yeah, it's it's, it's getting close, but it's. I mean, I think the thing with. I mean, to segue into this weekend. Yeah, um, I know it's perfect timing, uh, but that's why I went there it, with it. it, it it's uh, no. I mean, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's uh, obviously the debut of a PBC on Fox. All Fox. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, man. Uh, this is. Danny's been a guy that. You know, obviously, you guys very familiar with him, and I've been familiar with him for you know quite some time now, man. And this year for him, man, is definitely got is a proving ground as to like really where he's going to be looked at in the landscape of the division. Now, look, there, there, this fight is for the WBC welterweight title. A lot of people are kind of like whatever about it, <laughs> like really. Um, here he, here he. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so, I, I this fight is obviously for me, at least from from my perspective, a, a fight for Danny to win and to come out the victor and you know have, be a, a two division champion. Uh, I look, man, Robert Guerrero, like you said, it. He he's had a rough two a rough 2015. Yeah, uh, you know, he, obviously he fought Keith Thurman. Yo, yo. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I think for Danny, he has to come out of this fight looking really good and dominant, man. Because the problem we've had, and this is what kind of concerns me in this fight, okay? I, I'm picking Danny to win, but we've been down this road. Yeah, Herrera, he, he, right. Lamont yeah. Peterson, and it's uh-huh. like this is the next guy point. with Good a point. name yeah. that's like so relevant in the sense of like okay, like you 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 know because like he beat Malinaji, but it's like all right, um, Guerrero's a bigger guy. Uh, I just I I just think Robert Guerrero is just a spent fighter. Um, unfortunately, like you know, being as young as he is, but. You know, again, man, Danny, I, we've seen this, and even before he knocked out Khan with the Eric Morales fight and with the Judah fight, where it, it, it's like in, late in the fight, it's like, all right, what's going on, man? Like, he, he just kind of tapers off. And that's kind of a, a thing with Robert Guerrero, to give him any type of credit, man, like the guy's there. You know, like he's going to continue to fight. He's not going to back you. He's not going to back up. And I don't think Danny kind of fights in that manner where he's going to be an aggressive, authoritative fighter. Anyway, you know, I mean, he's a good boxer. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I mean, I think he's a better boxer than Robert Guerrero. But again, man, like, he has to look very impressive in this fight, man, because we talked about this, I think, in the beginning of the year. I think you do, I do. I want to see him and Khan fight again at welterweight. Well, and that's the fight. If that's waiting in the wing, yeah. I think Danny's got to look very good, um, dominant, and I would say knocking out Guerrero in this in the case where like I don't think Guerrero's been knocked out before, right? Or did did Thurman stop him? Um, I forgot if he did or not. 
Yeah. Um, but we're just passing around. I just feel like we're passing around. Just I, please, I I don't mean to. <laughs> this is gonna sound far fetched. This 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 analogy that I'm making, but I feel like we're in like a a, a heroin house. And we're passing around dirty syringes with the same components. <laughs> I mean, I know it's aggressive for some people, but that's what I feel like. I feel like we're all everybody using the same new needle. You know, it's like I for, I totally forgot he forked Keith Thurman last year. That, we're talking about a rough year. I just like it's the same recycled fighters fighting each other. You know, or fighting the so-called star fighters. And it's just like, uh, it's enough already. Can we? That's why I'm so rejoiced that Thurman is fighting uh, Porter. It's like enough already. Enough. It's like, I can't take it anymore. And like these guys, they're trying to be businessmen, which I, 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 I applaud them because it wasn't always like that in boxing. And, you know, promoters did take advantage of, of fighters. But at the same time, in order to be a businessman, you got to establish a business. And these guys aren't right. establishing any business. You know, you in order to to, to 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 create a business for yourself, you know, you have to create a business. And there's no business in being created. And one of these times, and this is why I agree with you, one of these times I think that the chickens are going to come on the roost where you pick one of these fighters and you think it's going to be like a layup drill, and it turns out to be something totally different. You know, you get one of these guys that's, you know, not buying in. What I mean by not buying in, I'm not being a doormat guy. I know I'm being paid to come here to lose, but I'm not losing tonight. You know what I mean? And, you know, you wonder if that's going to happen one of these times. Because we've seen it happen in boxing a whole lot. You know, you know, you know they yeah. pick one of these so-called doormat guys, and they decide, you know what, I'm not I'm not laying down tonight. You're going to have to fight me. So. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's no secret that we, you know, it's unanimous that we're both picking Garcia, Danny yeah. to win. Um, I don't know if it'll be by knockout, but I wouldn't be shocked if it is by knockout, only because, again, the guy had a rough year last year, and I, it's only so much fighters can take. But, um... Right. I'm like you. I'm selfishly rooting for him and Khan because that's I think is unfinished business there. Yeah, I I think so too, man. I mean, especially um, now at welterweight, uh, you know, Khan and it's funny. Khan hasn't lost since he got knocked out by Danny, yeah. and what he that was the last fight he was with Freddie, right? I think it was that was his last. I fight. think so. Yep. So. Um, has he improved in five fights with Virgil Hunter? I mean, not to the point where uh, he he's a totally changed fighter. I mean, I still think he he makes these little mistakes as far as just keeping just staying in the pocket a little too long. But more so, I would say since he's been with Virgil Hunter, he's calmed that down, and it, it's almost to to the sense where like if he were able to really calm that down to T, he would be a tough fight because just the speed, the reach, the, the, the movement. Look, man, before Danny hit him with that, you know, the, the neck punch. Right, right. I mean, Khan was making it really difficult right. for Danny to, to do anything, man. And, it, and, and it's like, look, I, I, and, I, and look, that's not taken away from Danny because, I mean, that's just boxing. And that, that's, why, like, the, that's why we love the sport because it's just things like that happen. But I look at how he looked, um, even in the Matisse fight. I mean, he, he, he fought good in that fight, took some, tough, took some big shots. But since then, man, like, he hasn't looked like a fighter to me who's progressing to the next level. And that's how you can tell sometimes how far a fighter is going to go, you know, when they're, when they're put in a situation where they got to come back from adversity or they're down in a fight and they come back and convincingly win. That's the thing with Danny in these last two fights with Peterson and Herrera. It's like both of those fights, I mean, to me, I thought he lost both of them. And, and it wasn't a situation where it was like, oh, man. More so the Herrera, I was like, wow, he really did lose that fight. And the Peterson, it's like, you know, it was a closer fight. But that's why I was saying he needs a dominant win. Um, 
in dominant fashion to to kind of stamp like okay you know like I'm I'm ready to play, but you know you talk about uh, I I think you were talking you saying Wilder, you know the 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 whole thing with the with the outside of the ring. Not not right. such antics, but it's just. I know what you're saying. I got. I you. remember uh-huh. during a time where like fighters were just like hungry to fight, as right. opposed to like just, you know playing for the cameras, gonna right. go to the right. club, gonna mm-hmm. you know that, that can you know. It, you can kind of tell the demeanor of a fighter, or when when times get tough against certain guys, you know, that that. <laughs> that little extra something, man. That like right. you can't really harvest. Do you know? You know, living the right life. I mean, and look again. That's not saying Danny's not like you know. He's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. Right. I I just hope in this fight, man. Like we see a fighter that's just ready to go to that next level. You know, because that's what honestly what this fight is supposed to be. So. Well, I think I, man, I, I think. No, go. What you were saying? No, 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 go ahead, no, no. I was going to say what I think about in this particular fight, I think that you probably will see that in this fight. I just think that as time go on, like, you know, it. see, the thing about it is if you if, if you keep fighting these kind of fights and then you, you, you try to turn, I don't just think you just can keep turning the switches. You can just flick a switch. You know, I just think that you have to be battle-tested in this sport, and we see it so many times. We've seen it where, you know, you fight the lesser competition and then you try to like, flip the switch and then turn your competition up and then, you know, you kind of get exposed, you know, and I'm just I'm just worried about that happening because three years is a long time to fight uncontested fighters. Right. And let's just be honest. He's, <laughs> even though, like you said, some of those fights are tough, but, you know, these are guys that he was supposed to beat and dominate, you know, and things no, didn't kind right. of go that way. So to your point about the Guerrero fight, you you know I know you're giving him somewhat of a chance just because there's been openings before, and, and Danny's style he doesn't have like a dominant style like he's a he's a heavy handed puncher, uh, he doesn't cut the ring off particularly well. Uh, I think that haunts him sometimes when he just gets into foul mode. He follow fighters around. Um, I think that gets him into trouble. Like if you're able to give him any type of foot mover foot movement, you can make him kind of look stationary and ordinary. It's the guys, the plotters, guys that just kind of stay there that he, you know, he uh, he's he has success against, you know. So I just don't think Guerrero's that guy. I just think that his – maybe a couple years ago I would give him somewhat of a chance, but I just think that he just couldn't have been a more better picked opponent for uh, Saturday night. You know, it's a uh, – it's a more of a showcase fight for Danny to make him look good against, and to have him look good against Guerrero um, going forward. So we'll see what happens, but you know I'm I'm picking him um, in a route basically. <laughs> but I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if, if he looks if he has his moments where he looks dull either. Though, let me just put that out there as a disclaimer. Um, I'm do. So is there anything else going on out there before we uh, wrap up for the night? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, like we said before, man, it's yeah. a busy month leading into next month. But, yeah, um, yeah, we we got a couple fights coming up. I mean, nothing to do cartwheels about, you know, but there are there are fights taking place. Um, oh, real quick, I did want to say this. We, I just before we close, because uh, I went back and looked at the article on boxing scene, the De La Hoya article when he was talking about. Um, the catch weight. Another right. thing he mentioned. See, when when you see guys, when you see the when you see promoters uh, start talking like this, this is when you become a little leery about things. The nine, did you see the ninety ten percent thing? Not that is anything, but why do you why need, why bring that up now? You know, like they're not even nowhere in the nego- negotiation. That's just another way of saying we're not fighting him anytime soon. He said basically. You know, if there was the fight was tomorrow, ninety percent, ten percent. Triple G team gets ten percent, we get ninety percent. We will get ninety percent. Yeah, yeah, I read that. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I mean, like you know, I mean, Grant, we okay, we get it. He's the biggest star. He's gonna get the bigger person. But we all know there's no ninety percent, ten percent persons in boxing. You know, you know, not when you're like, unless you're like Mayweather status. You know, where a guy gets seven million, he gets to thirty. You know, forty. But Canal is not even at that level yet. So. 
whatever. But I just wanted to just kind of rehash that because <laughs> I was trying to find an article while we were talking. But, but that's our show for tonight, man. Um, you know, uh, you can check out the uh, podcast. Uh, Roberto puts these up on YouTube on his page, Roberto Flack. Um, check us out on Instagram, Roberto Flack. Um, I'm on there, Cool Train1978. If you anybody want to uh, get with me on Twitter, um, but we're on Instagram as you guys know at Garza Girl Boxing, Boxing at Roberto underscore Flack. We'll be back next Tuesday, man. Uh, hashing it out. Who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about an upset. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens, man. Everybody enjoy the fights. If you're up here in the Northeast, uh, get some salt and some shovels. And I get yes. your, uh, this is a funny joke. I know your people up north, you know, always talk about bread, butter, and eggs at the market. When <laughs> you snowed in. Um, so go ahead and get those uh, those those things because we'll probably be snowed in, but whatever. All right, man. So we'll be back at this next Tuesday. I'll see you all next Tuesday, 930. Peace. Peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.